faith, family, fitness, finance, freedom. This is the Josh Vanderwerk Podcast, where we care about our faith, we care about our community, and we care about our families and advancing God's kingdom. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Good day and welcome back to the Josh Vanderberg Podcast. I am your host, Josh Vanderberg. Today we have a lot to cover. A pastor in Canada is in jail tonight after preaching to his congregation. That's right, jailed. The release conditions included that he not go back to his church. And in Nashville, Tennessee, a church has declared they don't believe in the Bible anymore. That's right. They have declared that the Bible is not the irrefutable word of God, but rather a guidebook. This is the Josh Vanderberg podcast today. We're going there. Is the Bible the word of God? Or is it just a book of poems and stories? This nation, America, was founded by people who believed in God. In fact, our Constitution, our freedoms, were created because of the faith they had in their creator. To deny that foundation is to not to, to, to deny what America is. Simply put, we cannot stand for this nonsense any longer. And so then we're going to roll over to the story out of um, out of uh, Tennessee, uh, Grace Point Church, and their fundamental response here is is uh, quite interesting. So in this article, uh, the Blaze Media publishes um, they're they're discussing exactly what is happening here. And uh, essentially, Grace Church is rejecting the fundamental foundation of the Christian faith. Um, and if this were an isolated event, an isolated church that was doing this would be one thing, but this is, uh, this is growing a lot of traction in our nation and in uh, the so-called Christian church. And so uh, Grace helps us understand where they stand in the Bible. Um, Here's what they say the Bible isn't, uh, the Word of God. They say the Bible is not the Word of God. Instead, they say the Bible is a project of community. Um, they say the Bible is not self-interpreting. Uh, they, they say it is a library of text. Uh, they say the Bible is not a science book. Um, they say it is a multivocal book. Um, they say the Bible, and, and, and this is fundamentally a problem because God gave us guidelines for how we live our lives. The foundation of our Christianity is the way that God teaches us to live our lives in the Bible. 
when we have the Ten Commandments, uh, the Jewish people have laws that they live by. Um, God didn't just arbitrarily give us these things. Uh, they, they were put there for a reason. Jesus even gave us the, the golden rule, um, you know, love your neighbor as yourself and have no God above our God here. Folks, these are critical places that we have to have and things in our lives clearly are going to be better if we're going to live by that. So, so they say that the, the, the Bible is not an answer. It's not a rule book. Instead, it's a human response to good. I don't understand what that means. Um, and, and, uh, to me, it just seems wishy-washy, like anything goes, everything's okay. It is, uh, it's really troubling. Um, and, and then they go further on to say, um, they, they say the Bible is not infallible. Um, folks, the Bible is indeed the word of God. The Bible was inspired in total completion by our Father in heaven and the words of Jesus. The Torah was given to the Jewish people. Other aspects have been built over years, centuries. And then the New Testament was given to us by Jesus and uh, his disciples. So instead of being an infallible word of God, they say it is a living and dynamic document. Folks, the word lives. The word is God, and the word was God, and the word is still God. The word is the foundation of our faith. We're, we're given it in Genesis. The biggest proof, the easiest thing for me to show you, is Israel. The, the Israeli people were lost. They were scattered around the entire world. And um, the hatred and disgust of World War II happened. And the Holocaust and the things that Hitler did to the Jewish people. But after that, this world separated itself and created what has now become the state of Israel. And uh, indeed, that is a miracle that nobody thought possible. There was not Jewish people in the land. They, they came back. It was overtaken by a foreign enemy. And, and the Jewish people came back because God gave it back to them. That was indeed a miracle beyond anything any man could do. And in fact, the early church uh, started to make excuses as to why America replaced that sometimes. And, and replacement theology got its roots in that. And replacement theology is wrong. We did not we did not replace the Jewish people. We, grew, we were grafted in. We were grafted in. And uh, if you go back to one of my previous podcasts, um, when we talk about that, I, I highly recommend it. Um, because we, we really talk about how we were grafted in with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, and they're the root. Um, our, our faithful foundation is found there. Friends, we have got a lot of prayer to do. We have got a lot of um, we've got a lot of work to do because because the things that grace 
uh, Grace Point Church is is preaching are absolutely wrong. And and the policies that governments, both in Canada and the United States and around the world, that are um, that are are stopping churches, that are forcing churches to not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that are pur- pur- purposely separating congregations and forcing people to stay home. Th- these things are really troubling, and they're very, very problematic for us. And we have to recognize that sooner or later. We need God here, folks. We need God to be with us. Um, we have got to stand on our Bibles. We have got to. I'm going to give it a couple of minutes. I'm going to be right back. Just now as I'm recording this, I, I just got news. One of my employees' vehicles was broken into tonight. The window was broken and uh, her wallet was taken. And I I can't help but think. Now, this very topic we're talking about, this very topic of God being pushed out of the church, the Bible not being called real in so many churches anymore, people not believing in the Ten Commandments, pastors being put in jail for preaching the gospel because some health department doesn't like the way they're doing it. It's all connected. It's all connected, folks. The Bible is our guidebook for life. The Bible is the book that teaches us a moral foundation. It's the book that made Israel such a great nation. It's the book that our Constitution was founded after. The values that we have as a country came from it. And we're being lost. Lost like never before. We must ask God, we must fall to our knees and ask God, repent and come back to him because this nation is lost. We're lost without God. We're lost because we have lost our way. We're lost because we have let go of our fundamental structure of beliefs. Lord God, this is our greatest time of need. We need you now more than ever. People, people are upside down. It's not going to get better unless we choose to get better. It's not going to get better unless we choose to follow God, to come back to the church. I'm going to clear my thought for a few minutes. Take this all in, and I'm going to come back, and we'll have more thoughts on this.
We serve a wonderful God as Christians. If you don't know God, maybe maybe now the time is is come for you to learn who he is. This is the time. So folks, we're on our way to China now, and we're going to bring this all together. Uh, this is uh, an article um, from thefederalist.com. Uh, more than anything, I wanted to just use it as an example because we know China is indeed uh, writing a new Bible. So uh, right, right from the Federalist, a textbooks, a textbook for a class on professional ethics and law at a government-run university of a electronics and science and technology uh, presses a quote, the Bible's uh, book of John, chapter 8. In the passage, an adulterous woman is brought to Jesus and her accuser asks her if she should be killed by stoning for her sin. In every authentic translation of the Bible, y'all should be familiar with this, a woman at the well, Jesus there, uh, he who cast the first stone. Okay, so I'm going to go back into this. In every authentic translation version of the scripture, Jesus responds, responds, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. These words disappear. The angry crowd, and the, or excuse me, these words disperse the angry crowd, and Jesus tells the woman, go from here and sin no more. That's the classic version that we are all used to. Um, Jesus, you know, Jesus is very, very clear in this. It, there's a lot more to the story. That's that's okay. We're not going to go into there now. I would recommend you go read that story and get it in context, though. Uh, John chapter 8 is where you're going to find it. Um, the Chinese Communist Party version takes a different turn. This is back into the Federalist. Uh, in the telling, the crowd leaves, but Jesus tells the woman, I too am a sinner, but if the law could only be excluded by men without blemish, the law would be dead. Hmm. That is a very different reading. Uh, completely different intent. Then just, and, and, and then Jesus proceeds to stone the woman in this telling of the, the Bible um, from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, concerning, yes, yes, uh, right now, you should buy yourself a Bible. You should buy yourself several Bibles, and you should make sure every single one of your children has a Bible. If you don't think this is worldwide, you have not been listening to this episode. We are seeing persecution in this church, this Christian church, not just in America, but in China has been in a far worse persecution for a far longer time. Folks, this is a problem worldwide. Every single Christian needs to be aware of. The Bible is being changed by the Chinese Communist Party, but in America, the Bible is being said to not even be a book of facts by a church that is calling themselves Christian. Now, fundamentally, I don't know how you can call yourself a Christian if you don't believe in the book that our faith is founded on, but that is for another story. I think what they're doing is they're using our Christian faith as an excuse for their church to be able to do whatever they want and for people to come to it because Americans are used to 
going to the Christian church because our country was founded on Christian principles. So indeed, this is the fundamental problem that we have, and we have got to address it because, friends, Jesus Christ is coming soon, and the church is being lost to people who are lying to it. This is the time for us to stand and for rising and for doing what God has sent us to do, to be the children, to be the hands and feet of the church, and do that in your families. Be the example at your work. Let people say there's something different about this one, not because you smell, not because you're weird, but because you are a faithful person. You read the Bible, you believe in Jesus Christ, and you are doing the things that he tells us in his Ten Commandments. You're being kind. You're being good. You're not killing people. You're not hurting people. This is the truth. We cannot have a moral, a moral country. We cannot be a moral people without a fundamental belief in Jesus Christ, without a fundamental guiding book of the Bible. It is the Torah and the Bible that have given us our moral compass. And so now let's talk about the battle plan. Because we are in a battle. And it's not a battle that is being physically spot, uh, fought. Uh, this battle is indeed being fought spiritually. I've been waking up in the mornings, um, having a hard time sleeping at night, and I've been I've been feeling a lot of spiritual war going on within myself. Also, uh, this war will be won with prayer and love and reading of our Bibles. Our Bibles, the Word of God, is the weapon of our warfare. I pray so much that you have a Bible and that you're in it because, indeed, that is the Word of God and that is what's going to hold you strong and keep you faithful in this time. I want you to know that everything you take in is changing you a little bit. Whether they're words of good or words of evil. You've got to be careful who you listen to in this age because there is so much lying, so much deception, so much evil. We've even talked about it within the church today. Uh, people who are calling themselves part of our church, calling themselves Christians, have lost their way. And we have got to pray for those people. We've got to pray for those men and women, for their pastors, for their congregations, because they are on a road that leads to nowhere good. In the end, the only person who knows the true heart of a man is God, our Father in heaven. He's seated on the throne there. Our Father. He's seated on the throne and he's overseeing us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come here. Jesus sacrificed his life. It wasn't a simple sacrifice, though he lived among us. He taught us. He carried his cross. 
and he wore a thong, a, a, a crown of thorns. You see, this life we have right now is finite. In fact, in the in the length of our entire existence, it's only a blink. Eternity lasts forever, and it is glory beyond what we can even imagine. We don't know a lot about what heaven's going to be like, but it will be glorious. We'll be living there like we're living here. We know hell is a terrible place. And we don't want anybody to be lost to that. But because God has given us a guidebook, the Bible, for our lives, we know that we have free choice. We can choose to live our lives with Christ and then eternal salvation. Or we can reject Christ And then eternal damnation. God has given us free will, so the choice is not his. Indeed, the choice is yours. Choose thee this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We will live our lives for Christ. We've gone over a lot today. The church in Canada, where the pastor was jailed and has been jailed for his faith, for faithfully teaching his flock, to Grace Point Church, who has completely lost their way. To China, where they've started to rewrite the words of God. He warns against that. And in America, you're going to have a hard time finding the true straight truth. But we are a people connected by our faith. And we are here every day living our lives for Christ Jesus because he loves us, because he's with us, because he is part of us. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, he comes into our souls. And so even though the destruction is around us, we will have a peace within us that is beyond understanding. And every day we get to get up knowing that God is in us because we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior and he sent us the Holy Spirit. And so even though the world is destroying itself around us, we can take comfort in knowing that Jesus is always 
our Savior. And that the Holy Spirit is always with us and that our Father is on the throne in heaven. And in the end, he is in charge always. He has given us free will. But he will take us back. He will come again and he will reign. And it will be good. And so as we close today, I want you to remember that God is on the throne. He is with you. In fact, he sent Jesus, the Son, to earth. And he sent the Holy Spirit to come into you and to fill you and to guide you. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. God sent his Son into the world to save it. Right now, right now is the time to turn your life around. Pray this with me, Father. I have been a sinner. In fact, if I was in front of you, I would be judged to be a sinner. But I confess that I have sinned. And Father, I ask you into my heart. I ask you to come and be my Lord and my Savior. Father, I give you my life. Father, I pray that you will transform me. And that you will bring me into the kingdom of God. And I pray this in the mighty name of Christ Jesus, who is now my Lord and my Savior. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer today, I believe you've been saved. If you've prayed that prayer many times, and you prayed it again, I believe you've been renewed. We serve a loving God. As we close today, I want you to know that all is not lost. We have so much hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Father God is on the throne in heaven. And the Holy Spirit is here fighting this battle. And we are going to fight this battle because we are going to win it in the end. The only question is how many brothers and sisters do we get to bring with us to glory? This Bible, this Bible is coming alive in our lifetime. I think Revelations is going to be fulfilled in our lifetime. The Bible tells us that uh, not another generation will pass before he returns after Israel is restored. Well, folks, Israel's been restored. When's God coming? We don't know. He says no man will know the day or the time, but it's coming. God is coming. Stand ready. Go forward and do the work of God in every day of your life. Do it at home. Do it at work. Do it at the grocery store. Be the light. Be the glory. 
know that God is with us. God is with us always because he is on the throne always. And even if this is our darkest hour, the dawn is coming. The night is always darkest before the dawn. But the dawn brings the glory of the beautiful sun. The rising of the beautiful, glorious sun. And so, this day, choose to live in glory with God. Choose to go into this world and serve him. And do it joyfully and have hope because I have hope. And we should all have hope that even though things around us are crazy, God is always good, consistent, and our Father is always seated on the throne. And he is the one in charge. Until next time, may God bless you. And may God bless your families. Go forward and do the work of the kingdom of God. God bless you all. Bye-bye.